On previous days, Saraji explained how vipassana develops, how one discerns the cause and effect relationship of these nama rupa from both theoretical and practical aspects in a brief way, and yogis have by now understood. In order to discern them through one's practice, one should practice in the way of satipatthana by noting the object with atapa-viriya, ardent effort. Noting the object with atapa-viriya, ardent effort, kanika-samadhi, momentary concentration, will automatically develop. One does not have to develop especially, but by exerting ardent effort in the practice, kanika samadhi, momentary concentration, will automatically develop. So noting the presently arising object, there will be sustained mindfulness on the object and kanika samadhi, momentary concentration, will develop itself. By the mind falling calm and collected on the object, one discerns distinctly between nama rupa, cause and effect, and also relevant cause giving rise to relevant effect in a distinct, in a distinct clear way. By discerning nama rupa, one automatically removes the wrong view of person being man or a woman, and one automatically removes the wrong view of living soul. Vipassana is the knowledge that is outstanding than the ordinary knowledge that has no value. And by continuing to practice, when one discerns cause and effect, knowing that relevant causes are giving rise to relevant effect, one removes ahedukha dikti, the wrong view of causelessness. And by discerning that relevant cause is giving rise to relevant effect, one also removes the wrong view of Vada, where one believes that it is the Mahabrahma creating. Vipassana is the knowledge that is outstanding than that kind of ordinary knowledge. Knowing in a wrong way that it is a Mahabrahma creating, it is wrong knowledge. And Vipassana knowledge is outstanding from such kind of knowledge. And by continuing to practice, one understands the 
arising and passing away. One discerns that things are constantly arising and passing away. One is constantly tormented by arising and passing away. And there is no Atta. There is no Jiva Atta, individual soul, that is permanent or good. And one understands that things are arising in their own accord. And one understands the characteristics of Anatta. So, in order to develop the knowledge into the characteristics of impermanent suffering and non-self, one should practice Satipatthana. By practicing Satipatthana, one develops knowledge knowing these characteristics of impermanent suffering and non-self on these nama rupa and one discerns in various manner of these characteristics of impermanent suffering and non-self. And Saraji will explain what are the supporting factors, what mental strength are needed in order to discern these characteristics of impermanent suffering and non-self. Buddha himself taught the factors that are supporting in order to develop samadhi concentration, in order to develop the mind and the knowledge in the practice, bhavana, in the mental development practice, there are two factors needed, atapi and nipako. One needs these two factors in order to develop sati, mindfulness, and samadhi, concentration, and banya, wisdom. The first one, Atapi, in the word atapi, atapa is the ardent effort. One should have atapa viriya, ardent effort. One should always be alert, active in the practice. And there should be nipaka. Nipaka is the mature knowledge. When practicing Satipatthana meditation, one should have the knowledge that it is beneficial and suitable. One should have the prudence or power of reasoning what is beneficial and what is suitable. It is called Sataka Sampajanya, clear comprehension of the clear comprehension what is beneficial or not. And if something is beneficial, one should do it only if it will be suitable. And it is sapaya sambajanya, comprehension of suitability. So based on these two, 
whether something is really beneficial or not, whether it is suitable or not. One should do it if it is both beneficial and suitable. Having power of reasoning, power of prudence on what is beneficial and what is suitable, there will be nipaka, mature knowledge. So it is good to have power of reasoning. And Sharaji says that it is useless to be thinking, imagining about useless things. But one should have power of reasoning and prudence. This power of reasoning and prudence is beneficial both in the worldly way and in the Dhamma way. And it is mature knowledge. One should reflect whether something is beneficial or not. One should reflect whether it is suitable or not before doing it. And because this Nipaka Panya, the mature knowledge, is beneficial in the worldly way and the Dhamma way, it is called Parihariya Panya. The knowledge, understanding whether something is beneficial or not, whether it is suitable or not. Only if something is both beneficial and suitable, one should do it. So it is very beneficial in the Satipatthana practice and also the Samatha practice. So the two factors, Atapi, one should be endowed with ardent effort, always alert, active in the practice. And one should have Parihariya Banya, one should have the knowledge, discerning between what is beneficial, not beneficial, what is suitable, what is not suitable. So yogis who are here, they have this power of reasoning, understanding that it is very beneficial to practice Siddhipatthana meditation where there are favorable circumstances, when one is still young, when there are opportunity, it is the right time to practice. And having this power of reasoning that it is very, very beneficial to practice, having this opportunity to practice, the yogis give up the worldly matters and also sensual matters. So one has to give up these worldly matters in order to join the retreat. The things that one has to give up are insignificant. And by giving up these worldly matters, worldly pleasure that are insignificant, and by practicing, one makes much profit. There will be parigaha. One gains much profit by practicing. And one should understand very well 
the factors that are bahu bakara, the factors that are very beneficial in the practice. So the Vishodimaga Mahatika it shows that it is very true. There are three factors that are very beneficial to the meditation practice. Whether it is a monk or a lay man or lay woman practicing, there are three factors that are very conducive to the meditation practice. The three are viriya, sati, and sambhajanya. Effort, mindfulness, and clear comprehension. Viriya is the courage, courage to refrain from unwholesomeness that are inferior and having courage to perform wholesome deeds that purify bodily behavior, verbal behavior, and mental behavior. It is not just ordinary courage, but it is the outstanding courage. And also, there should be courage to admit one's weaknesses and shortcomings, if there are any, and one should not pretend to be innocent. And one should also assert effort so that defilements cannot enter the mind. One should assert effort in noting the object so that there will be sustained mindfulness on the object continuously. And one should continuously assert effort in noting the object. Asserting effort, laziness does not arise. If there is lack of effort, defilements such as laziness can arise by leaps and bounds. Asserting effort in the practice, laziness cannot arise and other defilements cannot arise. If the person fails to assert effort, if the person is lazy, the path of defilements will open. The defilements will enter and it will be a great disturbance to the practice. Having viriya effort the defilements have no chance to arise. Viriya effort does not accept defilements from arising. And it is called abandoning, removing. Abandoning, removing in the way of not accepting the defilements from arising. If there is one minute of mindfulness, there will be 60 moments, laziness 
and other defilements have no chance to arise, and one is removing, removing, abandoning the defilements from arising by being mindful. It is called bahana, abandoning. So by having viriya effort, the defilements have no chance to arise. One does not accept defilements from arising. Having sati, mindfulness, the mind is guarded, protected away from the defilements. The path of defilements will be blocked. So having mindfulness, there will be rakha-varana-goti. The mind is being guarded, protected, blocked away from the defilements so that there is safety, security away from the defilements. So there will be goti, safety, and security. If the defilements enter, the defilements are a big threat, a big danger to the practice. When the mind is free from the defilements, there will be moti, deliverance, and sandhi, peacefulness. When the noting mind falls calm and collected on the object, kanika samadhi, momentary concentration, develops. The mind is not agitated by raga, lust. The mind is not agitated by other defilements. The mind is calm away from the agitation of defilements. So the defilements are suppressed. So this is the benefit. When the mind falls on the object, one comes to discern. When the mind falls on rupa, materiality, one discerns rupa. When the mind falls on nama, mentality, one discerns nama. When the mind falls on the cause, one discerns cause. When the mind falls on the effect, one discerns effect. Developing kanika samadhi, momentary concentration, one discerns distinctly, outstandingly. Sambhajana is the noun and sambhajanya is the adjective. If one is thinking and reflecting, the knowledge that arises by thinking and reflecting will not be correct and it will not be complete and it is not the knowledge one gains by oneself. But the knowledge is from learning, from teachings of others. In the word sambhajanya, san and janya means knowing correctly, fully, and distinctly. In the body, in oneself, there are nama rupa phenomena, and one discerns very clearly. 
It is called Bajanya. So Sambajanya, clear comprehension, is not like the ordinary knowledge. It is outstanding from the ordinary knowledge. It is outstanding from the knowledge, ordinary knowledge, knowing as person, being, man or woman. And it is not like the kind of knowledge that take things wrongly, that it is the Mahabrahma that is creating. So this Sambhajanya is knowing outstandingly. So the meaning of Sambhajanya means discerning correctly, distinctly, discerning fully, distinctly, discerning by oneself, distinctly, outstandingly. So for the ones who are practicing meditation, the three factors, viriya, sati, and sambhajanya, are very conducive to the practice. And it is also verified in the Visuddhimagga Mahatika. So the sub-commentary of Visuddhimagga verifies that it is very true that Viriya, Sati, and Sambhajanya are very conducive to the meditation practice. So if the meditation practice is supported by Viriya and is continuously protected by Sati and Sambhajanya, then the meditation practice will not deteriorate, but it will progress further and further. One should have viriya effort supporting the practice. One should assert effort in noting the presently arising object so that sati mindfulness will be sustained on the object the mind falls calm and collected on the object. Noting rising of the abdomen, one discerns the nature such as stiffness, tension, movement. And by noting falling, one discerns the nature such as relaxation, movement, and so on. And by being mindful, Noting with effort on the other activities such as bending, stretching, opening and closing of the hands. By being mindful, noting with effort, one discerns the nature such as stiffness, tightness, tension when the mind falls calm and collected on the object. Having the support of viriya, the meditation practice will be protected by sati and sambhajanya, mindfulness and clear comprehension continuously, and such meditation practice will not deteriorate in any way, but it will progress further and further day by day. 
If one does not assert effort in the practice, if one is slack and sluggish, then mindfulness will not be strong, and kanika samadhi, momentary concentration, will not be strong, and sati, knowledge, will not arise. So if there is laziness, sluggishness, the meditation practice will deteriorate, and there will not be any progress. In order to make progress, one should note every arising object, such as rising and falling of the abdomen, with effort. If one does not make effort in the practice, the noting mind will not reach the object, the noting will not be effective, sati and samadhi, mindfulness and concentration, will not be strong and one will not discern. Saraji gives an example of eating. And uh, it is explained that the nama rupa, the mentality and materiality, each and individual of the nama rupa has its own unique characteristics which are compared to the flavor of food. So the nama rupa are called sarasa, sabhava, as they have their own unique individual characteristics, just like the flavor of food. In every food, in the nutrients, there are flavors such as sweetness, sourness, hot, pungent, salty, and bitter. And in some of the food, there are a combination of these flavors. When one chooses the food, if one does not pay attention, one will not know the taste. If the person chooses just once and twice and swallow, one will not know the taste. One has to chew properly in order to digest it, and one should pay attention every time one chews in order to know the flavor of the food. Just as the nutrients have their flavor, and by chewing properly, paying attention, one knows the flavor of the food. In the same way, by being mindful of the nama rupa, one will discern the nature and the characteristic of these nama rupa distinctly, clearly. One has to be noting properly with aim and effort so that one discerns the true nature and the characteristics of the nama rupa. So just as one has to chew properly and pay attention in order to know the flavor of the food, in the same way, one has to note whatever object arises with aim and effort so that one comes to know the nature and the characteristics of the nama and rupa. By noting, one discerns the nature and the characteristics such as stiffness, tension, hardness, 
warm heat, cold movement, and also one also comes to know the nature and the characteristics of mentality, such as pasa, contact, and so on. When the meditation practice is supported by virinya effort, the practice will be continuously protected by sati and sambhajanya, mindfulness and concentration, and such kind of meditation practice will never deteriorate, but it will improve day by day. So for the yogi who practices according to the instruction, the yogi who practices diligently, precisely, accurately, he, she makes progress even within one or two days. If the yogi is gazing, thinking, imagining, daydreaming, not practicing diligently or effectively, they will be spending one month, two months in this meditation center, that meditation center, without making any progress. So if one wants to make progress in the practice, one should have virya effort supporting the practice, and his or her practice should be constantly protected by sati and sambhajanya, mindfulness and clear comprehension. Having these three factors, virya, sati and sambhajanya, yogi makes progress in the practice and yogi will never be bored with the practice. If the person does not chew the food properly, then when it gets to the stomach, it causes indigestion. In the same way, if the yogi does not note the presently arising object with effort, with sustained mindfulness, then the dhamma will not be digested by the yogi. So when the person does not chew properly, then the person has the illness, indigestion, and it can cause gastric problem. And the patient goes to one physician to another in order to cure it. And then in the same way, if the yogi does not practice diligently according to the guidance given, if the yogi does not practice properly, then it will cause indigestion in the practice. So the yogi may be moving from this center to that center, from this retreat to that retreat, but still such kind of yogi who does not practice properly will still have dhamma indigestion. So in order not to happen that way, yogi should be noting every arising object with effort so that there will be sustained mindfulness 
the mind will fall calm and collected on the object. Kanika Samadhi, momentary concentration, will develop and one will develop knowledge. The more the viriya supports the practice, the more sati and banya, mindfulness and wisdom, will protect the meditation practice and the meditation practice will progress further and further. If the yogi is practicing haphazardly, taking easy in the practice, easy going way, then the vidya effort will become slack and the person will not develop knowledge and there will not be any progress in the practice. So in order to develop both the mind and the knowledge, Shogi should exert effort, virya, every single second so that the practice will progress. Bhavana is the practice to develop both the wholesome mind and the knowledge. So one is developing, cultivating, increasing the wholesome mind and the knowledge. Without the bhavana practice, the mind will be tender and weak. By practicing satipatthana, the mind will become wholesome the wholesome mind and the knowledge will become developed, cultivated, increased, strengthened, and mature. So may you all be able to practice so that there will be viriya, sati, and banya supporting the practice, viriya supporting the practice, sati and banya protecting the practice so that the practice progresses and may you all be able to practice this way. And Saraji uh, also adds that without practicing diligently, such people will be drowned in the current of defilements. And tomorrow Saraji will explain that not to be drowned in the current of defilements how to stop the current and how to cut the current. And this will be all for today. Sadhu, sadhu.